All right, I'm back, throwing another episode on the Barbie, as they say in Australia, I think. Although it's kind of weird to say that without an accent, the the Bobby. Um, my name is Ben Hoover, and uh, this is Radical Humanity, and this is my podcast show where I really dive into my own humanity, but but also humanity on a global scale, which is why I call it radical humanity, because I uh, love going to the roots of things, exploring stuff, um, and, and, I, and I really want to do that without judgment, judgment of other people and judgment of myself. Um, for me, I discover so much more than this evaluative stance on something's right or wrong or good or bad. It's just it, 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 why is that there? It's a part of my nature. Um, and so this, for me, is kind of a personal, uh, it's, it's a personal journal, it's therapeutic, um, and it's fun and exciting for me. I, I get this nervous excitement of, okay, where am, where am I going to go? Even though I have my notes, uh, who knows what, uh, what will get unearthed in, as I do uh, an episode. So, uh, so yes, so I like to dive into the, the psychological realms, the, the philosophical, the theological, um, and, and then share that with people. So I like getting really personal and honest, um, and sometimes I get nervous about some of the things that I have lined up that I'm going to put out there. Um, I'm, almost, I'm almost waiting to go on my journey to put some of them out there. Because <laughs> uh, uh, some of them, I talk about porn, I talk about... Uh, I talk about judgment, uh, my own personal experiences of judgment, uh, and sex, and all that stuff. So, uh, who knows? Um, But, in the meantime, I have been inspired to do a couple of episodes on dating. Oh, and by the way, I want to mention that I'm also a a licensed marriage and family therapist. So this is just kind of the nature of my life. I do this... I, this is a part of my job, um, but this is this is a part of this is just my my life within the office, outside the office of exploring, of engaging, of connecting, and this for me is kind of even though I'm I'm it's just me talking in the mic for me this is a, a part of connecting when I share this stuff. Um, so uh, so I uh, let me go back to the dating part. So yeah so. Uh, I had, I just recorded an episode on dating, this is going to be the, this is part three on dating, I've been wanting to explore more of that uh, world in myself, um, you know, uh, just, just, some of you might know this, some of this, this might be really novel, but did you know that dating is really challenging at times? And did you know that relationships are very difficult? Um, if you don't, then, man, what is your secret? Then then please call me, message me, tell me the answers. Um, so, uh, but dating is, it's a painful, heartbreaking, but also a thrilling, exciting endeavor. Um, and I thought, you know, in my 20s, because I didn't date much, I had a couple of relationships, but I didn't, I didn't date much, um, uh, not for a long time, because part of it is I didn't have an interest, but part of it was, it was kind of, uh, I almost just wanted to be on the sidelines and wait for it to happen to me, but, 
Uh, as I've come to discover, life does not work out that way. This is about seeking and exploring. I think even in the ancient writings, you'll you'll hear about uh, Jesus will will say, "Ask, seek, and knock." Right, and and I I actually did. I, I might do revamp that and do an updated podcast and writing to that, but uh, asking has to do, it's connected to the need, right? I mean, or the want or the desire. I'm asking. Um, I'm asking out of this awareness that I have a want. Um, and the seeking is this journey of going and discovering. So seeking is proactive. It's a dynamic, active uh, 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 journey, odyssey. And, uh, and then the knocking part is interesting. That, that has a little bit of a mystery to me. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a fascinating enigmatic uh, statement. Knocking, it doesn't, it doesn't say, well, then you have it. And then you're good. And then, just, and then you could just sit on the couch and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your movies after that. No, this is like, you knock. There's another activity in this. Knock and the door will be open. And what's that door? To, a, to something else, right? So actually for me, I love that. That's exciting. That it's not just you, you, you get what you want and then you're fat and happy about it and then that's it. No, this is, this is different. This ignites a further seeking. Um, so that's wired in us to seek, to explore, to be curious. Um, and that satisfaction for me is not an external experience. This is internal and it's not extracted from the ex- external, even though you're engaging the external world, if that makes sense, it's probably confusing, but satisfaction happens within, um, and, and it's generated within, but it's also comes in this, uh, this, this reciprocating interaction with the external world. So anyway, all that to say is that dating is the seeking experience. There's this want in me of, yeah, I do want a relationship. Yes, I want an intimate, connected, serious relationship, um, but yeah, it's a it, it can be a rocky path. And in the beginning, more so when I was starving for a relationship, oh, did I get serious and I'd get serious right away. And um um but but as I've uh as as I've gone through some of the the tribulations, the the, the heartbreaks, the pains, the disappointments, um I've learned a lot. And I can honestly say that I'm grateful for it. Sometimes I'm not grateful for the pain, <laughs> but I, I, I am grateful for the experience because for me, I evolve all the more. I become, uh, my awareness deepens, expands. Um, but, uh, but in this episode, uh, dating, I call it dating, are you my mother? Actually, it's dating part three, are you my mother? And that title is based off the beloved uh, children's book, Are You My Mother? It's inspired by that, where it's this little creature. I forget what the animal is. I don't know if it's a chick or something. Um, in search of, uh, of his or her mother. And, uh, and it's all about attachment. And it's all about uh, returning back to the, to the mother you never had. <laughs> that you always wanted. No, this is, uh, anyway, any, that title, uh, I love that title. It is inspired by the title of the book, but this is the grown-up adult version of that. Um, and, and, and the other thing that I want to put out there is, did you know that like a, a neediness, and I don't, I don't like neediness or desperation because the, there is a judgment to that, but did you know that this, this, this anxious urgency 
when it comes to a relationship, the, the <laughs> operating out of that, this urgency of, I need you, um, fill something in me. Did you know that that is a real turn-on? That that is a powerful aphrodisiac? That, man, that, that, that gets the other right into bed. <laughs> coming right towards you did you did you no i'm i'm being facetious actually it's a, it it can be a repellent sometimes it can be uh reassuring it can draw someone close if if both are kind of in this uh there's this kind of uh ingrained interaction in a couple where there's there is this kind of desperate urgent anxious uh f- you know fill the void in me sort of uh um kind of penchant their disposition. But uh, but in my experiences, sometimes it's brought the other person close and sometimes it's ended a relationship. <laughs> it's got, it's, I've gotten sudden, sudden disappearances and MIAs from women in the past and that's usually through interacting online. But, um, but in a past relationship, it, uh, it did, uh, part of it, I wouldn't say all of it, but part of it did lead to the to the demise of the relationship. Um, but it can be a repellent. And and uh, and and I'll say why. Because as I as I for me, as I entered into this arena, into the whole ocean of dating, and man is it a big vast ocean, it provoked this big deep grumble, rumbling cavernous hunger in me. But when I entered into the into this realm, I felt like a guppy in the ocean of sharks. I mean, intimidated, insecure, feeling inadequate. Um, but uh, but it did, nonetheless, when I began to interact with women, boy, did the the, the starvation hit, did the hunger pangs uh, uh, amplify so intensely in me. And I wasn't prepared. As I entered in the field, I was I was not prepared for what this would unearth in me. And man, that hunger would just override the system. And I would just want whatever morsel of food I could get to feed this 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 famished part of me. But um but for me, it, it provoked a couple of things. And this hunger, right? Obviously, within this was this natural longing, this, this huge desire for a romantic connection with someone, clearly. But it also, in this dating experience, revealed um, insecurity within me, this incompleteness, this void, not feeling solid or grounded within myself. So the reason why I call this episode, Are You My Mother, is because, uh, um, you know, maybe for a woman, it, it, it's uh, it, dating a man, it provokes something missing with the, with the father or the mother. Or, you know, sometimes it's, it's not just gender specific. Um, it, it, it can be that, that the person you date, um, you know, it provokes this... Uh, something missing in the realm of both parents. <clears throat> but that's why I call it Are You My Mother? Because uh, because it, it, it draws out something unfinished. For me, this, this 
this whole realm of dating, this whole experience of that uh, provoked that, drew that to the surface in me, <clears throat> right? And <clears throat> when I talk about insecurity, when I talk about incompleteness, and I talk about this void, that there's something, that there's this feeling of lack, pain is a better way to put it, but, but this lack within, there's this hole inside. And there becomes this craving to fill a hole, right? I mean, if you think about it, it, when you're, you're starving for food, right? And you haven't eaten. And then, and then you, you just, you want anything. I mean, you'll, you'll eat anything, right? Some of, probably even some of the worst shit that you wouldn't even eat if you were in this kind of, uh, kind of peaceful place and not starving. Um, but when, but when you're, you're, I mean, you're just overpowered with hunger, you'll take anything. And that's what would happen is give me, give me anything. I, I wouldn't even be able to, to I, I, I would lose the signal of reality of who I was with and what the connection was like. And, and the, the, the stirrings happening with me that was telling me something. No, I didn't look at that stuff. It was just give me, give me something to fill, to fill this hole and also to satisfy this desire for love. But this hole that I talk about is this malnourished, the way I phrase it, it's, this, it's, it's like this malnourished love they needed for, for, for identity. When I say identity, I mean this sense of self, knowing who I am, and, and being assured in that. <clears throat> um, that's when I talk about insecurity, that's what is, is not feeling secure within, not feeling solid inside myself, comfortable within, at peace. And so, um, and so this malnourished love <clears throat> really is this, this, uh, this hunger to feel seen, right? That I'm recognized, that I'm known, that I'm special, that I matter, that I'm loved in, in an unconditional way, that I'm known, that my, my parents uh, invested energy and care and, uh, and wanted to guide me into who I was that helped me understand my own feelings and the wants and the needs uh, uh, embedded in them, right? And to feel out of this place that then it would nourish me at the core. So, so, so first, the nutrients come from the external world, right? That's the soil I grew up in. And, and I, get fa I, I um, uh, become nourished through an external loving, right? And then that creates the strengthening within, that I know that I'm loved within, that I know who I am, that I can engage and connect with people out of this place. But when that, uh, however, when, when that's, there's, there's the nutrients were kind of sucked out and there, there, it was missing, right, in whatever capacity, <clears throat> um, it throws things off and it derails, it derailed myself. And so what was missing stirred up within the dating relationships. So that's what I talk about, is that there's this not feeling solid, there's this not knowing who I am entirely. I would at times, and especially sometimes starting out in the dating relationship, actually with one of my, uh, not this last, last ex-girlfriend, but the one before, um, man, she loved connecting with me in the beginning, because she even said at one point, when I started to get more sulky and look for reassurance and um, and get kind of heavy, 
you know, she said, I want the old Ben. Where's the old Ben that started out? And it hurt in the beginning, but when I look back now, um, she was right on. Because the, cause the Ben that started out in relationships was funny and playful and, and honest and secure and, and just assured in myself. I had this self-assurance, this, this, this groundedness within. Um, but once I started getting in a relationship, then, <laughs> then all this stuff starts churning up. Um, you know, the, and, and this needing a mom in a way. And that's a turnoff, right? It, like I said, sometimes it can work if both people are kind of not, uh, not satisfied in the department of their own identity. But, um, but then once that stops working, then it creates this conflict. Then it starts butting heads. And when someone has been in the dating world, as, as one of my exes was, for, a long, for a, often, you know, and really learned about herself through that. And then here I am, not having much dating experience. Um, yeah, it's, it starts creating conflict. You know, and um, and she wouldn't. She wouldn't. It didn't work for her. The the kind of looking to to um, fill a hole sort of uh, disposition that that was uh, that was a turnoff for her, um, and that created distance. And so uh, and so um, so for me, what it, what this did, what these painful experiences unmasked, was that yeah. Something's missing in me. Something's lacking. Um, there's this big hole. There's this big gap within. And um, and so in this this recent last relationship, uh, well, recent I mean it was about six months ago when it ended, um, but it was almost about a year, aside from maybe several months of, of not talking at one point. Um, it was a year of, uh, of it was very tumultuous, and it was it was kind of there were some beautiful moments, but like a high percentage of it was a nightmare. Um, and I noticed though, when I look back that in, in myself, in experiences with my ex-girlfriend, there would be this inside. Sometimes it would come out in different ways, more manipulative, um, kind of indirect, but there would be this demand or there would be this rage that would arise in me when she wouldn't give me what I was starving for, what I wanted. And what I was wanting was this acknowledgement, this understanding, this compassion, the things I, uh, that, that weren't given to me as a kid. Right? This, this inner lack was revealed uh, within this anger and rage. And I projected it onto her that you need to be the mom to me. And it wasn't that I consciously knew that. This was experiential. This was so visceral. It was deep in me. Um, but it came out so instinctively. Uh, and, and, uh, um, so I projected on her. I wanted her to be this person, this, this, this figure, this object that I, that, that I didn't have or that was lacking is a better way uh, to say it when I, this is why I had the lack is because the, th those who I was raised by were also lacking in the, in the love department. So I was looking to another for satisfaction, for wholeness, to feel complete Right? And that's this, uh, and that's what can be this draw, sometimes this very intoxicating, uh, alluring draw with someone, is that they're going to complete me. And we don't necessarily say that uh, out of a, a place of awareness, because um, I, I wouldn't want that. And, and out of a place of, aware, uh, of consciousness, no, I don't want that. I don't want someone to, to try to fill the hole in me, but, but 
try telling that to the experience. Try telling that to the to the uh, to the lack. Is no, you're here to plug in the gap. Um, and so what I noticed in this last relationship was that it replicated this relationship with uh, mostly with my mom, maybe somewhat with my dad, but but most of it had to do with this unfinished work with my mom. All right, but through now a romantic uh, dynamic. And I would have in these moments this stomach-churning anxiety, and I was consumed by her. She just, she plagued my mind. I, she saturated my days, my thinking. I could barely at times or minimally function. And part of that was, um, or actually a good majority of that uh, was, uh, was instigated by us living in different countries, right? Because we met each other when she came here um, to the States. And then we spent time in Ireland together, but but um, but it was very little time in person. So a lot of this was over the phone. So that's I mean, talk about that creating. I mean that's that's a nightmare in of itself. So it wasn't her fault or it wasn't mine. It was just the distance alone created so many problems. Um, so, but so yeah, I would have these moments where you know she was you know she didn't she didn't necessarily want the kind of intimacy, I think, entirely that I was wanting, um, that I was looking for. And, um, and so she was fine kind of living her life until, you know, until she wanted me kind of thing. Um, but for me, yeah, I had these moments where it was so hard to function. I was so consumed. Now, back and forth, we would do this kind of looking for reassurance and we'd have our own ways of trying to, you know, uh, solidify being wanted or that the person was in this relationship and committed. Um, but for me, if she wasn't available at certain moments when I wasn't secure within myself, because um, sometimes I would feel secure, sometimes I would feel solid, but if she wasn't available, there would be this rage inside, this anxiety underneath the rage and this fear. I was, there was this terror of her leaving, of losing love. Right? But also beneath that, if I go even further than that, there was this feeling of, of uh, this avoidance of feeling or encountering my own loneliness, this hole this incompleteness within myself. So really the truth was on a psychological and emotional level, I, I was working out and ha- I, at the time, and I'm probably still going to work it out in other relationships, but was working out my own unfinished work from the past. That which was missing, this rage that would come up towards her was really this rage towards my mom of love me, see me, know me. Right? The, that which... which I needed at a young age when I was when I was in the in those formative years and then I and then I carried that story with with me um but I uh but really what was happening was I felt so lost inside right not secure within not solid not grounded in my own identity knowing who I am and and responding out of that and there was this cool moment that uh when I revisited it I, at the time, it didn't quite click when my therapist pointed it out. But now, now I start to get it. There was this cool moment where a friend of mine, one, one of my closest friends, <clears throat> he and I, we went snowshoeing. And it was so fun. We had, uh, this friend and I, we could talk forever. I mean, we have, we have a lot in common. I mean, there's, there's difference there and, and disagreement. But there's just so much that we can connect on. And part of what we connect on, not just... Um, uh, through dialogue, not through, not topically, um, but also through adventures and snowshoeing. 
And so I remember we we just had this enjoyable time, and on the on the way home, we met we went to meet his wife and his wife's friend at a coffee shop, and and my ex girlfriend, <coughs> um, she. Uh, I think she like reached out to me or maybe I reached out to her. And uh, what was interesting about that is there are moments when I'd reach out to her um, and I, and it wouldn't matter whether she responded right away or whatnot. And then there were moments where I literally, I would not text her <laughs> because I was waiting for her to reach out to me just because I want, I wanted reassurance. I wanted this uh, solidifying that she wanted me. And when she did, oh, I'd feel all, uh, I would feel all euphoric and nirvana-ish within. But, um, but in this one particular moment, I was enjoying myself so much that I, I think I might have reached out, or maybe she reached out to me, and there wasn't this anger, there wasn't this hostility, there wasn't manipulation in me. We were, we were kind of joking back and forth, and because she's in another country, she was, she's in a time zone way ahead, and so when I, when it's day, it's, you know, she's, she, at some point in the in her day, it's nighttime and she's ready for bed. And, um, and so sometimes it just so happens that she is busy or I was busy and we couldn't really connect. Um, and, and there were moments where I was totally okay with that. It didn't bother me. And then there were moments where it would just, the storm would hit. And I tell you what, I was tossed back and forth through the violent waves of anxiety and terror. Um, but in this particular moment, let me get back to that. Um, I felt very secure within myself and I was enjoying my day. And I noticed how much that shifted the way I engaged with her. We were playful back and forth and joking and, you know, and it was affectionate and, and she was connecting with me and then she had to go and I was totally okay when she left, when, when she had to hang up or, or stop texting because she had to go to bed and she was tired. And that was it. And, it. and I remember my therapist saying, do you know why? And I'm like, well, not really. But now when I return to that memory, it's because I was just solid in myself. I was enjoying me and enjoying my own life. And out of that place, from that, compelled me to connect very differently. Not in a place of I need you, but in a place of I want to connect. And I'm good whether we connect for a while or not. But I, I was so free within myself that that was attractive. And so rather than it being trying to attract a person and trying to get someone to want me and like me and be attractive, it's that, no, it's when I experience my own attraction, when I can enjoy who I am and delight in that. That changes the game. Uh, I recently connected with my ex-girlfriend, not this last one, but the one before, um, and we've had some cool moments. And the the first time we we uh, connected, which was in person, and then we talked over the phone. She talked about how much she laughed. Was uh, she was at a singles thing at a like a big church event, and she was at this big singles gathering. And she said she was just enjoying. She cared less about what other people were thinking, and she had fun just talking about her own stories. And and um and and. It was just, again, she was, uh, she just took so much pleasure and delight in that. And, and, uh, and it, there was, there was not this self-consciousness. It was just pure enjoyment of herself. And in that sparked these, I guess, these great conversations and people were drawn to her. And I, and that, I loved that she shared that with me because that, um, that solidified, uh, 
this understanding of, oh, that's the way to live. That's the way of engagement. But it's not something that just shifts overnight. It's not a, a light switch. You just flick on and it's, oh, okay, this is how I operate. No, unfortunately, it's this, the way, you know, there, there's no, the only instructions we're given in life is to go and seek and learn and grow out of that place. Um, and so, uh, but it was such a, it was such a profound moment for me and insightful. I loved her sharing that with me because it taught me something of, oh, that's the place to be. That's the place to connect out of. Um, and so that reminds me of that event with my friend. Um, but out of terror, out of this fear of losing love, there's this need to possess, to hold on, to grip tightly onto the other person, which doesn't work. Um, well, yeah, doesn't, doesn't work forever. May work sometimes in the beginning, but then, then someone feels that. And it's not just a man doing that to a woman thing. A woman can do that to a man. Um, and so for me, out of that terror, I would ignore my own signals, these signals that stirred viscerally within. And the objective was to keep the person close, to not lose her, to look for reassurance. Do you, do you love me? Do you want to be with me? I remember, I actually, when I was writing the notes, I was, I was laughing about this because, um, in the, this last relationship, I said she would, you know, she would have these little affectionate terms uh, for me, nothing like clever or something, but I would love when she'd call me Benji or she'd call me Benji Moo. Um, and that Greek means Moo is M-O-U. It's, uh, it means my, my Benji. It's like a, it's an affectionate term. It's possessive. Um, and I'd love when she would say that to me. Um, and, and certainly out of a, out of a, a, an anxious, urgent, I need, I need you state, like, yeah, I wanted to hear that because that would, man, would that just tranquilize the, the terror in me. Um, but, uh, and, and so, but there would be times where she'd just call me Ben and that would throw me off. And, and, oh God, I love some of her responses towards me. Not at the time. Now I can laugh about it, but I asked her, um, at one point, um, what did I say? Uh, oh, she said Ben. And I said, why do you call me Ben? And, <laughs> and with her kind of sarcasm, she goes, what do you want me to call you? That's your name, isn't it? What do you want me to call you? John? Pete? <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, at one point she goes, I like saying your name, Ben. And, you know, so for me, what was driving that question was, I want to know, I want reassurance that you love me. And for her, she was like, back off. She was calling me out on that, even though it wasn't necessarily explicitly like, stop with the neediness. But she, you know, she she would react to that. Um, but sometimes she would do that to me, right? And sometimes I would like it because I'm like, oh, she wants me, even though it wasn't necessarily like this genuine, like solid wanting um, and desire to be with each other. It was this, I, I, I want to know that you love me. I want to know that you're there for me. Um, I want to know that you want to be with me. Um, and then once, once we feel that, it's like, okay, I'm good. Um, but, uh, but, uh, so yeah, sometimes that works, then eventually it doesn't. Um, I'm losing my train of thought here. So yeah, so when I asked about that, she, man, did she, <laughs> she would call me out on that. And I love, I looking back, I laugh at her responses. But, so, but anyway, all that to say is out of this fear, oh, there were these signals that would stir deeper 
viscerally, something that felt off, something felt off in our connection and the way she would respond to me. um, And even the way I would respond, you know, when I would get manipulative or something and something felt disharmonious. Uh, There was this dissonance in these experiences with her. But this would become obstructed because I wanted food. Give me. Give me food. Give me nourishment. Even if it was toxic, I'll take it. I'll, uh, even if I swallow you know, thistles and thorns and sharp objects, I need it. To, so I can feel, I, I don't have to feel this pain of loneliness within. And so that's what this relationship uh, and these relationship, uh, th- this whole dating experience has brought to the surface. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I've hated the pain. I've hated dating. I've wanted to give up on it. I wanted. I mean, I think even a couple of weeks ago, I I recorded an episode and I got rid of it. But I I was I was so pissed because it's fucking hard sometimes. It is. It's really goddamn hard to go out there in the dating world and get rejected and and be honest, even at the risk that the person's gonna ghost you and and um and 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 and, and that there's potential for hurt. But but. I could say this honestly, that I'm thankful. I'm thankful that in the heartbreak, that in, in the midst of pain, in the aftermath of all that, of the, of the demise of a relationship, that, these, that out of these hurts, that unearthed even deeper hurts, this lack from my childhood, that also oriented me on this path to finding myself, to embracing my own lack, to say, why is that there within me? Why do I pick these women? Why does this mirror so much of my mom? Yeah. And it set me in this place of seeking. And it stirred in me to embark more on a journey, which is what I'm doing, which is why I'm leaving my practice and closing up shop and leaving home. And and to be honest, I have. I've lived with my parents. For most of my life, it's been safe, comfortable. It got me through. I was able to pay off grad school and so on and so forth. And, um, but it's often kept me stuck, right? Stunted. And in that, I've looked towards women to save me out of this place. Maybe, maybe I'll live in the in the other country, and we'll get married, and 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 this person will rescue me. No. No, no, no. Danger. I don't want that. No. And, 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 um, but what it did and what this has done and what this journey, this, this, this journey that's coming up for me is about this freeing me from dependency, from needing someone to fill me, to finding more deep, to deepen more of a connection and more of a solidness within myself. That out of that place, of finding an inner strength, of being able to enjoy who I am and share out of that and find and discover my expression, that I can connect out of this core, that that's what this journey has been about. It's about finding that place within. Finding home within. Finding spirituality within. Not out of religion, out of an external context framework but something within that for me that's why i've been doing this whole beatitude series is because i see in the beatitudes are all the ancient writings that jesus talks about that it's this it's this journey this traveling this odyssey of unshackling from dependency from fusion from enmeshment from 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 needing identity 
fused with the outer world, of filling something within, to finding one's own self. The place within. That's what this is about. And so, yes, there have been moments where I wanted a lobotomy. I wanted medication. I wanted to, to, to take out some of the wiring in my brain so I didn't have to uh, revisit stuff Memories with my ex-girlfriend and wanting, wishing I had sex with her again and, and wanting more of that and wanting more connection and, want, and not having that anymore and, and, and the beautiful memories in Ireland and, oh my God, and just, you know, wishing that I could experience that more and more together and, and, and wanting, to just, wanting to literally black out parts of my brain so I didn't have to see it. I mean, that's what like Eternal, that movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with Jim Carrey and uh, um, uh, Kate Winslet are kind of about is like you, you go and you erase your memories because it's so painful. But I'll tell you what, I, it's only deepened me. It's only drawn me into more of what I want. And, and it's drew me closer to more of who I am. Yes. Do I wish that sometimes it was a different path? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I would invest tons of money in that. But you know what? I'm grateful for it. I'm thankful. Because I look forward to even more, even more, accessing who I am within myself. And loving and enjoying life out of that place. And connecting with women, friends, and, and women romantically. Friends and family across the board, but also on a romantic level, connecting with women out of that place. Enjoying moments. And because there isn't this terror of losing, I, I, can, I can be able to be honest with them and say, you know, this isn't working. Or they'd be honest with me. And sure, there'd be disappointment in that. But it wouldn't be catastrophic. It wouldn't be Armageddon. It wouldn't scorch the earth within myself and destroy me. But it'd be like, okay, it hurts, but I'm moving on. But not, it wouldn't uh, turn, uh, uh, instigate, fuel this, uh, this urgency of quick, you know, uh, well, I need her back. I want to get her back. And that's what I realized that eventually I do want to reach out to my, to this previous ex-girlfriend, this recent one, just to connect. Right. And my therapist had told me, he goes, Ben, I don't think you're yet in a place. You still feel like you're in the same place that you would need reassurance. He goes, I want you to go out there on your journey first before you call them. And he's right. As I talk out this episode, it makes all the more sense to me that this sojourn is about finding a deeper spirituality within myself and, and, and uh, solidify more of my identity. And I can't wait for that. So... Um, so yes, this, I don't have no, I don't even have any more to say on this. This, this is, this is this episode. This is, are you my mother? This is, this is the grown up children's version or the grown up adult version of the children's book. This is about this seeking. This is about finding, healing, connecting to that within myself. Because that's the kind of relationship I want is that I'm solid inside myself. I'm solid with who I am and that I share that it's about it's not about extracting love from the other person it's about creating love it's about creating together 
but while having our own identities. That's, that excites me. It really does excite me. I love that. And there's hope in that for me. And there's desire and there's longing and there's this energy to go and seek. So, on that note, folks, I'm going to say goodbye. Till next time.